Hi, and welcome to Pastor's Ponderings. I'm Pastor Kevin. And I'm Pastor Ryan. And we're glad you're able to join us. We look forward to diving into this past Sunday's sermon and other things that are going around in our world. We hope that you enjoy your time with us this week. Well, here we are another week. Yes, good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Almost. Almost. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kevin, on Sunday, you used a word that many in our society would claim to be a swear word above all swear words. Oh, for sure. And that Uh, was submit. Oh, don't say it. Especially in terms of marriage. (laughs) Uh Submission. Oh, yeah. I think uh, it definitely has that sort of connotation in our culture, especially pushback would be huge. Um, but uh, I have to say that the pushback that I have had over the last few days since Sunday mm-hmm. has not been pushback at all. It's been a very accepting and very kind of relieved, and uh, there's a sense of joy that comes with it. Right. Um, and uh, so I think for far too long, the church has shot itself in the foot because mm-hmm. it focuses on the negative aspect of submission mm-hmm. rather than actually taking it in the context that it's spoken of right. in the passage. Mm-hmm. Now, I suppose at the end of the day, it still has a negative overtone in terms of how you have to deny yourself. Right. Right. That's a deny. That's a negative. Mm-hmm. But the denying of yourself produces positives. Definitely. So the net positive gain for the, for the denial of the self is massive mm-hmm. in terms of how the relationship works right. between a husband and a wife. Yeah. Yes, uh, we were definitely diving into Ephesians chapter 5, and we came to the battered old passage, you know, the yes. weary passage, well-worn passage that has been talked about since who knows how long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as a man, too, you come to, a, you know, you come to the pulpit and you realize that uh, what you're about to say does have, uh, you have to cross a bridge Definitely. To get there, because you're going to be talking about women and wives, mm-hmm. and you're not one. No. So you're already kind of on your left foot. Right. Uh, and you want to be very careful how you say it. But I think, I don't know if you noticed it, but I, I think that the way this passage is written, it allows you to actually come at it with a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. That you don't have to see this as two very negative things happening. Right. Um, you can actually see them as two very positive things taking place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it helped to realize, like one of the things that I didn't get to talk too much about was the fact that the way this is written, and I think we were just, we were just chit-chatting right. about this. The way this is written, it's intentionally nonspecific. Right. Right? You see it there? Oh, Definitely. And, and so when you see the words, and the wives submit your husband as Christ, as the bride submits to Christ, mm-hmm. right? Well, okay, thank you. But what does that what look does like? What does that look like? Right. What does that mean? Right. Right. And I think in the past, there's been a mistake made where we either, we either don't just take it at face value or mm-hmm. we try to fill in the gaps. Right. And it gets all kind of weird and, you know, nah, it doesn't work that way. Right. Mm. Yeah. For all the books that have probably been written on this passage to fill in the blanks. Yeah. 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 Paul seems very comfortable and confident leaving it a bit vague. Right. Because it's a mindset. Right. So if it's a mindset, you don't have to fill in blanks. No. Because it will, it will work its out, 
it'll work itself out in daily living, daily mm -hmm. activities, right? Right. So to me, I think he's intentionally vague, but very specific. Yeah. And it's because it's meant to be a mindset. Mm -hmm. And so if you have your mindset this way, do you, and then the way, the second thing was that the way it's framed, and I just, you and I were just chatting about this too. The way he comes up with this idea that this is a mystery. It's not that it's a mysterious thing. Right. In that culture and in that context, it means what I'm writing is like new. Yeah. It's coming out in the open. God has done this thing since the day he announced right. to Adam and Eve, right? <laughs> a man will leave his father and mother and be you know, connected or mm -hmm. be united with his wife and the two shall become one flesh. All right. This is a great mystery. And you automatically think he's talking about a man and a woman coming together right. and becoming one flesh. Mm -hmm. But then he says, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Christ and the church. That's right. So what are we talking about here? Are we talking about Christ and the church? Or are we talking about marriage? Yes. And the, Exactly. <laughs> and the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> and I think far too long it's been sort of split. There's Definitely. been a division there where in the spirit, Paul is like, he is sort of taking a step back as he realizes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, oh, this is something that God has planned since the beginning, mm -hmm. that it would be like, it would be a mirror of, it would be the vision of what the right. gospel is. Mm -hmm. So in our roles as women and as men, as we come together and perform our, our mindset, our mindset right. of submission versus love, mm -hmm. sacrificial love, agape love. Yeah. So those two things coming together is actually a picture of the gospel. Yeah. It brings the wholeness of the gospel together. Mm -hmm. So our roles in terms of leadership and in terms of being submissive are not meant to be negative. They're meant to be a bright light showing the world what can happen. That's right. You know, you think about, um, you know, I think like we've mentioned for too long, I think a lot of, a lot of times the church will misconstrue yeah. this idea of male headship, male leadership, and women submitting as in the man is making the decision and the wife better, you know, toe the line, the line mm -hmm. um, come under his decisions. Um, whereas you really, you look at that compared to, the leadership that Christ talks about, mm -hmm. the shepherding that Christ talks about. Yeah. Well, the shepherd lays down his life for his sheep and makes decisions not for his own good, but for the good of those he's leading. Mm -hmm. And we can't miss that. No. When it comes to leadership, this isn't power as the world would view power. This isn't you know leadership so that you can force your own agenda or force those that are following you to go the way that you want them to go. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's as that leader, how do I sacrifice to make sure the one that I'm leading is taken care of and is lifted up? Mm. That's good leadership. Mm -hmm. Good leadership always makes the other people feel lifted. Yeah. Not pushed down. Right. But that's the gospel too, isn't it? That's it is. how the gospel lifts us. And we come under, like, you know, you hear we're a slave to the flesh in, in Romans, right? right? We are slaves to the flesh, slaves to sin. And then we become slaves to righteousness. And I'm thinking, okay, either way, we're slaves. Right. <laughs> but what's good and what's bad? Mm -hmm. To be a slave of righteousness is actually freeing. Mm -hmm. So That's actually, right. the more you are enslaved to righteousness, the more free the you more feel. The more free you actually are. You actually are. Yeah. yeah. Not even feel, just are. Right. So it, it's a, it works like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and we, we looked at Jesus' teaching on 
on what that means to have authority. And the authority is not meant for you to lord it over. That's which right. Is, he was clear about that. Very no clear. lording. Yeah. <laughs> right? right? If you're going to have this authority, what's it for? It's for serving. That's it's right. for coming underneath the other people mm-hmm. and lifting them up. That's right. So men, this is this is our idea. We have to come into the relationship thinking of our wives and saying, all right, I come underneath her so that she can flower. Right. You know, like the whole thing of being presented as a beautiful bride without spot or wrinkle. Right. You know, well, that makes sense because absolutely no bride I've ever done in any marriage ceremony, and I've done a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> has come in with ripped jeans and looking right. kind of dowdy <laughs> and just, you know, hair unkempt. Right. No, they come in beautiful mm-hmm. right they come in with everything perfect yeah no spots you know right <laughs> i think i remember one of my own kids having a few spots because i got a zit or two oh you know it's like wow <laughs> i got a zit on my wedding day but it's all covered up all right covered it's up all blemishes okay. are gone yeah right you'd never know yeah. <laughs> so to me that's the the job of leadership in the family mm-hmm. is to make your wife Lift it up. Right. To become all that God has put in her to become. You become like the greatest cheerleader. Go, girl. Definitely. And I think sometimes even that can be that can be twisted by Mm -hmm. the flesh. Where now you're telling your wife what she should be. Right. No, that's not how it works. You come underneath and you support Mm -hmm. and encourage what God has put there. Definitely. You don't try to input what right. God has put there. <laughs> it's not your job. Right. So, so even in that, the men, and I think he, you know, he obviously, it's a lopsided passage because he develops the man side of this thing way more than he develops yeah. the women's side. Mm-hmm. And I think there may have been some cultural reasons for that. I think already women were low in mm-hmm. the culture. And so for them to hear a teaching on being submissive as, you know, as a bride is to Christ wasn't such a shocker. Right. But I think for the men to hear that they were supposed to love their wives and come underneath them yeah. and serve them and let that them flower, that was <laughs> definitely anti-Roman culture. Definitely. Which was the time, right? Yeah. That was the time. Uh, you know, his, their role was more like the lorded over role. Right. You do as I say. And he had the power to kill. Yeah. The Roman father had the power to slay his wife. And no one questioned it. Mm-hmm. So you now you come in with this teaching and it's completely counterculture. Completely countercultural. Now we didn't even talk about this on Sunday, right. but it was just so clear yeah. that this would have been like a bomb going off in the man's mind. Mm-hmm. That now suddenly he was to, you know, as I care for my own body, I should be caring for my wife. And you think, what? Why? Why? You know, she's just a girl, yeah. you know, <laughs> terrible thinking. Definitely. But the gospel comes in and yeah. sets women free. Yes. And that is the beauty of the gospel of Jesus. Right. You know, that's... You know it fits so well. We're going through Mark on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And, you know, throughout Mark, Jesus starts to explain what his mission is to yeah. his disciples, the mm-hmm. suffering servant. He's yeah. got to um, suffer and die. Yeah. And that's always followed. It, I think it happens three times. Yeah. And each time it's followed by... Um, the disciples basically arguing about who's the greatest. I know. <laughs> and at one point, two of them asking, can we sit on your right and your left? Yeah, and yeah. Jesus is like, whoa, you're missing this. You're right. missing all of this. Mm. Whoever would be greatest would be least. Yeah. The greatest in the kingdom of God is the one who serves. Yeah. Um, and we see that in Christ, the leader, the one who is greatest sacrifices his life. Yeah. And so when you move that into marriage, especially seeing marriage as a picture of the gospel, yeah. that puts a huge 
responsibility on the husband. Yeah. Are you sacrificing for your wife? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a husband, I think back even over this last week, and it's like sometimes, yeah, sometimes, oh no, I was quite yeah. selfish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I get home, I've been gone, and all I think about is I just want to sit and I want to eat. And so, you know, babe, when's supper ready? Mm -hmm. I don't think she's been home with the kids all day, homeschooling, you know, busy, busy, busy. She's exhausted. She's tired. How can I come in and serve her? No, no, no. I come in. How does she serve me? <laughs> Very true. And it, you have to be intentional about you it. You do. Definitely. And that's why I think if you go back far enough above that passage, it talks mm -hmm. about the filling of the Holy Spirit. Right. That's where in your relationship, practical, like so yeah. practical, to try and do this in your own strength, I think you will fail miserably. Mm -hmm. To do it in the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll still fail. Right. But maybe not miserably. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because you still have to deal with your selfish inclinations. That's right. And to me, that's where that's where the power of the Holy Spirit comes in and helps mm -hmm. you with that. Yeah. Because even just before he talks about women submitting and men loving, he says, out of reverence for Christ, the whole church should be submitting to each other. Right. So the idea of being submissive is not a foreign thing to men either. No. Because we are to be submissive to one another in the body of Christ. That's right. So again, you can't do that. Yeah. Unless you're willing to deny yourself, and that takes the power of the Spirit to do that. Right. So it all boils down to that whole thing about being filled with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus was on about, right? He, yeah. He would say, you know, he'd say uh, even in, in conflict, you know, you come and you have this speck in your own, your, your plank in your own eye, but you're trying to help somebody with a speck in theirs. Right. A and it's humorously put, but at the end of the day, he says, that ought not to be. Yeah. You know, take care of your own beam right and then try to help <laughs> yeah so get rid of the pride get rid of the arrogance mm -hmm. and he goes on and talks about you know ask and seek and knock and and seek the holy spirit basically is what he's looking for mm -hmm. and then he hinges everything do unto others the golden rule do That's unto right. others as you would have them do unto you yeah. well in a marriage that doesn't change not at all right in That's your right. marriage you want to be treated well so therefore what treat the other person treat the well. other person well yeah. And that will, that will go a long way. And mm -hmm. even Paul, as he breaks it down for the men, that's what he's talking about mm -hmm. when he's talking about, you know, no one ever didn't take care of himself. I mean, I suppose technically there are people who didn't. You're right. But the idea that is, you know, at least you have a shower once in a while. Right. And you should <laughs> brush your teeth once in a while yeah. and put a little deodorant on every now and again. And, you know, and gussy up and comb your hair or whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, put some clean clothes on. Right. <laughs> you look after your body. Yeah. You look after yourself. Mm -hmm. So that effort can go towards yourself it can go towards your wife mm -hmm. he makes it so practical right. so basic yeah and yet we struggle so much with it you mm -hmm. know no i i know i've sat under teaching too before where it just kind of made me cringe a little because mm -hmm. i i appreciate my wife my wife is she's got her own mind she's a strong-minded yeah. person and I know we, we have conflict over that because we both actually are very yeah. strong-minded. <laughs> so we can get into some locking of the horns. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, my my goal is not to defeat her. That's right. My goal is not to trample yeah. on her, right? My goal is to kind of get the right thing for both of us. Mm -hmm. But if I've got flesh involved, then that's what happens. And that's mm -hmm. how it comes across is that I'm right. putting her down yeah. instead of lifting her up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our flesh wants us to come in as a couple together and be fighting for our own desires, yeah. fighting for what we want. Tragically, and it becomes true. this butting of heads where you're constantly fighting. Yeah. 
and pushing against the other person. Where instead, I think this is showing us, you know, we should come into the conversation, each of us looking for what is best for the other person. And if I come in with, you know, talking to my wife, what do you need? What do you need? What, how can I best help you? And then she comes in the same way. Well, husband, how can I best help you? Well, then you're both looking out for one another and you're each being taken care of. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of this is that it's circular. It isn't one-sided, but that you're each looking out for the other one above yourself. Yeah. No, I think it's beautiful how the gospel really does set women free. Yeah. And when it's asked, when women are asked or commanded to be submissive to their husbands, Mm -hmm. it's definitely inside the framework of this is good for everybody. That's right. So when you're doing this, you're not only honoring the gospel, but you're honoring your husband, you're honoring your family. Mm -hmm. And then husbands, when they come into this picture, of course, it's not quite so drastic nowadays Mm -hmm. because there is the expectation that husbands should love their wives. But in that culture, that upside down twist of loving your wife and doing what's best for her, what? You know, you come in with that mindset, Mm -hmm. you win. You both win. The family wins. Definitely. And I think I've even as a pastor and done some counseling, I know next week you're going to be preaching on the the whole idea of uh, parenting children. Yeah. But I think the very best parenting is having a good relationship together. Yeah. Once you have that, Mm -hmm. then you can work on the specifics of discipline and, you know, trying to, trying to help each child you have find the best way forward, who they are in Christ Yeah. and developing that. Definitely. But you got to do it together. Yeah. And you got to be of the same mind together. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, it's you're you're creating more chaos. Definitely, yeah. I think it's easy for parents to get into that rhythm of we just got to take care of the kids, got to take care of the kids, yeah. sacrifice our relationship to take care of the kids. When in reality, your kids need you to be healthy together. Yeah, your kids need to see mom and dad together, loving one another, mm-hmm. and. Um, for Christian couples, this is a huge challenge. Definitely. Um, don't let the world tell you differently because the world will make fun of you. They'll mock you, whatever, because mm-hmm. you're doing this, because you're prioritizing your relationship, mm-hmm. um, because you're treating each other in this way and the world doesn't recognize it. But do this. Your kids need it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say there are some amazing single parents out there. And so sure. we don't want any way no, to no. knock them because no. they got a hard they're, wearing, they're wearing both hats and <sighs> they're doing this on their own. And can't even imagine. I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. yeah. 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 Hats off to the mm-hmm. single parents. Definitely. Um, yeah. I don't think you want to, uh, you don't want to try to fix or, or try to discipline or try to, not fix. That's probably the wrong word. Yeah. But try to direct your children mm-hmm. if you're not together. Right. I think that's just a recipe for not yeah. good. Not things not going well. No. <laughs> you know, I remember too. Like even in the marriage part of it, if you're living your marriage and you're reflecting the gospel, there are people in your community. If you get to know them, mm-hmm. they are always surprised at your relationship. Yeah. How do you do that? That's their thing, right? How, how do you guys get along so well? And do you ever have fights? Like you yeah. seem like you're just the perfect family. <laughs> of course we do, right? right? But we work them out That's in right. Christ. Yeah, It's a chance even to share the gospel. I think the mm-hmm. same is true for kids. Like we would have my children's friends to our house all the time mm-hmm. to the point where even if I were to go on a date with one of my kids, I, I tried to regularly go for a date with one yeah. of my kids, take them out of school, go for right. lunch or something. 
at first it was just me and that person, right? So if I'd take Paige, it was me yeah. and Paige. But eventually it turned into me and Paige and her best friend Paige yeah. and her other friend this. Yeah. And pretty, soon, pretty soon there were four of us there, yeah. you know? But I felt that it was honoring to their friends yeah. to, to see how we could relate together. And that relationship that we had together was really the relationship that Cheryl and I had with her. Right. But I was representing Cheryl there. She wasn't yeah. there. It was a special time just with that. And to me, I think there's a there's a grand scheme, like a missional pro approach that we never talked about on Sunday. We we glanced off it because right. we, the people will see the gospel. That's what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. But the missional part of it is that you can be a light on a hill in a very dark land. Definitely. Because lots of people have trouble in their marriages. Yeah. And if Christians could only see that they are reflecting the gospel in how they treat one another, mm -hmm. even how they treat their kids. Right. And their kids' friends will yeah. come and, you know, they'll right. notice right away. <laughs> uh, they'll they'll catch on very quickly. Yeah. But the gospel gets a hearing mm -hmm. through how we relate to each other. And it's such a missional way of thinking about our marriage. Mm -hmm. That we truly are a light on a hill as we as we relate to each other in the way God has designed it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, you think about... You know, I just think the opportunities as we live out the gospel in our lives in general. Yeah. But then, like you mentioned, specifically in terms of marriages, marriages are falling apart all over. And, um, you know, they're even finding in this pandemic, couples are spending more time together. And so they're getting divorced because they realize, ah, I don't really like this person. <laughs> That's, and it's... I'm, I'm laughing, but laugh, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. It is because mm. these relationships, these marriages are built on a foundation that they were never meant to be built on. Mm. As we see in this passage from the very beginning, Adam and Eve, it was meant to be a picture of Christ in the church. That's right. The profound mystery, the profound mystery. Yeah. And so these marriages that are built apart from that, they're going to crumble. Yeah. They're going to fall. They're going to have their issues. Um, mm. And so as believers, as Christian couples, I think it's so important that we live out our Christian marriage for people to see. We don't hang all of our dirty laundry out. No, um, it isn't a you know yep. <laughs> we're in a movie. People with popcorn watching our lives, um, <laughs> but I think, like you said, it it overflows. Mm -hmm. It overflows into the lives of our kids, the lives of our friends, our neighbors. Yeah. They're going to notice. Definitely, I think too the uh, the idea that you know we are definitely the gospel. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say that someone who isn't a believer, even if they just try to put these principles into practice, they'll see dynamic change. Yeah. So even for the ladies who don't know Jesus, who, right. you know, that kind of thing, or the men, same yeah. thing. If they just put the principles into practice, like I want to honor my husband, say it that way, instead right. of saying using the bad word submission, right. <laughs> I want to honor my husband. Yeah. And the, for the husband to say, you know, I really want to make sure my wife is cared for and, and loved. Mm -hmm. If you say those things and you believe that you can at least manage that, right? You will see the difference in your definitely. Relationship. It's not the same as the Christian who has the Holy Spirit to rely upon right. and and the gospel being beamed out and the mm -hmm. missional part of it. But if you're not a Christian, you can still have a pretty decent marriage if you just use those two principles. Right. I honor my husband. I love and show care for my wife. Yeah. 
you can't lose. Mm-hmm. You will win right. in those scenarios. Yeah. Like it's not a hundred percent rabbit, you know, rabbit's foot kind of proof. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to work, right. but uh, it will definitely have an impact mm-hmm. because it's meant to, that's how yeah. we're meant to be created or, or that's how we were created and meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. There was a, a section of the message. Uh, how, how are we doing for time? We got a six minutes. Six minutes. Okay. So there was the last section of the message where I didn't get to really flower that as much as well. Mm-hmm. But I thought I would cover it just because I knew there would be some people questioning, well, what do I do if my husband's not like that? Yeah. Well, what do I do if my wife is not like this? Right. And so we went to Peter, first Peter mm-hmm. or second Peter, was it? And we looked at a couple of passages from there. And in essence, it's the same thing. Yeah. In essence, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have confidence saying that even if you're not a believer, you can still do some of this. Right. Right. You can still manage some of this. Yeah. And and for the ladies coming in and making sure that you honor your husband, submitting to them, mm-hmm. it tells it says to your husband that they can be won over. Mm-hmm. They can be won over right. without you saying anything. Yes. That's the key. Right. Keep your mouth shut <laughs> and let your attitude do the talking. Yeah. And same for the men. Mm-hmm. Men, the same thing coming and respecting and honoring their wives because it's natural that we're bigger and stronger. We could definitely control our wives. Right. I could pin my wife to the ground yeah. anytime I like and she could she could do yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. No. The point is she's weaker. She's she's not the same strength as me. Right. So I should I should want to watch out for her. That's right. You know, I, I want to make sure she's okay. I don't want her to be hurt. I don't mm-hmm. want her to, you know. And so there's this kind of mentality. And then, of course, God, God be praised. I mean, he says, listen, fellas, if you don't do this, try praying and see if I answer your prayers. <laughs> you know, like that's a big deal. It is. <laughs> oh, man. That really is. So there's no excuses here. No. If we want to, in Christ, obviously we have the power to. But if we're not even a believer, then we can still do some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I thought was, we have to throw wisdom into before we close. Yeah. And I think the wisdom is that if there's abuse, if there's, you know, illegal things going on, or if there's, you're mm-hmm. trying to be forced by your partner to do something that's not biblical or, right. or it goes against scripture, then I think wisdom says you need to vacate. That's you need right. to get out of that. Definitely. That's not good for you. Right. We would never say to anybody, stay in an abusive relationship. No, for sure not. No. Because um, that's not, that. now that's the negative side of submission. That's you're right. Not, you're not thinking straight. Yeah. And you need help getting out of that. Right. Yeah. It's, you're never called to submit to abuse. No. Yeah. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's marriage. <laughs> In a nutshell. So quick and simple, now right? We, now yeah, we're just so, going to go do it. <laughs> right? That's the hard part. Um, but again, you know, Paul keeps it simple for yep. a reason. Yes. And it's big. Definitely would encourage couples sit down together, mm-hmm. talk through this. What does this look like for you? Yeah. Um, as a husband, how do you feel honored, mm-hmm. respected as a wife? How do you feel loved mm-hmm. and cared for? Yeah. And look for how you can care for your spouse. Mm. Look for those opportunities. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for this week's Pastor's Ponderings. We hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to diving in again with you next week. But until then, keep loving God and serving people.